Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> it feels like I just haven't talked to you for so long. I know, so long. Hey, what, uh, 12 hours? <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, I um, I just, uh, I don't know, it's it's my wife's birthday today. I know! Happy uh, birthday, uh, she's so Peter's sweet. wife. Peter's wife, she's so sweet. Uh, she, and we're the same age again, so that always makes my day brighter. But yesterday I had a photo shoot, uh, I, I was asked to do a photo shoot of a delightful couple. Uh, this was their 50th anniversary uh, wedding uh, anniversary, wedding anniversary photo shoot. They wanted something to celebrate fifty years, and I've just been really thinking about that, like all of the time passing. And I sometimes don't do a very good job of of celebrating passing time. And so, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, think about your long relationships because, you know, fifty years, for example, it's a long time to be committed it to is. one another. To it's a, something a to be celebrated project. for sure. Yeah, it just really puts me in a warm space today. Well, I have a warm story. Do, do share. What's yours? Yeah. Okay. So this morning I dropped off my son at school and I decided to go get a coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those fancy coffees. Mm. And uh, that was my special treat to myself. And But as I was driving, I was thinking about um, the world. Oh, and the world. I know. And I was thinking about the political climate and I was thinking about some things that I saw in the news and just, I was kind of sad. Like I thought, you know, it's just sad that we're so divided and that people have to fear or live in fear. Or, I don't So I was going through all over, I was actually all over the place. I was even thinking about the Dalai Lama and like how peaceful he is. As you do. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, gosh, I want to be peaceful like that. Well, anyway, so I'm thinking about all these different things and I go into uh, the little drive through to get my coffee. I order my coffee and you know what the lady says? What'd she say? The lady says, oh, your coffee's been paid for. And I'm like, <gasps> what? And she goes, yeah, we're having, uh, there's a, a pay it forward yeah, pay line forward going chain. on today. Yeah. Oh. And I was just like, oh, that is so awesome. That so is so I still, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. So of course, big old like smile on my face and I still paid for the coffee because now I paid it for yeah, to somebody right. else. And uh, I came home and I told my husband, I'm like, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm psychic. I don't, maybe it was just a sign from the universe, from God, whatever you want to believe. But to me, that was something to pay attention to. I am not kidding you. Seconds before, I was like sad. And then I get my coffee and it's a pay it forward line. Yeah. Seriously? I mean, there's kindness in this world, people. Totally there is. <laughs> Be that. <laughs> so I, you know, it was it just a nice thing. There was a pay it forward line that went like four days at at a Starbucks locally here, and uh, it and this this guy got on the when it was on the news, it made it to the news that there was a there was a pay it forward line. How happy everybody was! It's great. And this guy heard about it, and he went and he got in his car and he drove through the drive through, and he specifically said, "I am not paying for the person behind me," so that he could break the chain. What is that? I don't know. What is that? That is, and uh, that is. You just turned my happy story backwards. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a, this is a let my story be a warning for others. Don't be that person. Celebrate don't. Nikki's side. It's so happy and good. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, all right. I'm the okay, black cloud let's... in your day now. I feel terrible. You know what? I'm going to buy your coffee. Thank you. <laughs> 
I'll buy yours too. So, so right. uh, we're we're going to be talking a little bit about value—the value we place on things today, like like coffee, perhaps like coffee, right? right. But uh, before we do that, head over to takecontroladhd.com, get to know us a little bit better, of course. Subscribe to the mailing list. You can subscribe to the show anywhere. Uh, find podcasts or serve. You know the drill. Uh, and connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. Our number, 503-664-4ADD. We love those voicemails that uh, we absolutely read on the show in our feedback Q&A episodes. So thank you so much for that. Okay, value. Oh, and review. Did you talk about reviews? Well, I have recently, but I think we've done it all out of order. So who knows when that's going to come up. But yes, reviews okay. help. And you know, there are two places now that you can do reviews. <laughs> iTunes is obviously the big dog. The the BMOC, big man on campus, that's iTunes. Uh, and so if you head over to iTunes, if you like the show, we sure appreciate it if you'd go over and, and leave a review. You know, don't be that Starbucks guy, though, because honestly, that does nobody any good. It just feels bad when you go in and you say, oh, no, this, this podcast sucks. I'm going to take time out of my day to spread hate. And uh, don't don't be that person. That's not good. No, uh, be, be, if you like it, if you don't like it, go go listen to something you like. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, mm-hmm. But that really helps. You can also there are lots of great apps that have rating systems. Overcast is a fantastic app that I use. It's iOS only. So if you're an iOS user, check out Overcast. It's free and it's fantastic. And it has its own rating system. You can go in and recommend a podcast there, and they have uh, their own tracking uh, system, just like iTunes. The more people that rate and recommend. Um, the uh, easier it is for other people to find. So very, very helpful stuff if you like the show. We sure appreciate it. Uh, okay, so value. Value. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about value. Uh, mostly, I, I've been listening to the Minimalist podcast after you recommended it. You know, I now, now I think it's been months uh, since you recommended it. And I, you'd, you'd seen that documentary, and I, I had never yes. seen it. Uh, so I started listening to these guys' podcasts. They're, they're great. Their podcasts are mm-hmm. really long. Um, and so, you know, there's that, if you're not into long format podcasts, maybe there's other, other ways to get their information, but they have a great book. Uh, and, and it's all about the, the, you know, so the value in, in living with what you need and not more than that. And they had this conversation that got me thinking about, um, the value that we assign to things. Right. And, and so the way I look at the things in my life, there are, there are three sorts of value levels. There's the explicit value of the thing that we have, right? That this is the the purpose that the thing serves, right? Here's a bottle mm-hmm. and inside that bottle there's root beer. And so the explicit value of that thing is that it holds my root beer. Uh, there is the implicit <laughs> value, which is the thing that the thing represents. You know, thankfully that bottle is containing the root beer so that I can drink it and that gives me satisfaction. And so there is value there. And, and, and plus there's a, there's a, you know, in the explicit value, there's monetary value to it, right? There's a, I can turn it in for five cents or whatever. And all this can if lead, you live in Oregon, yeah, right. If you live in Oregon, uh, this can lead to invented value, and this is where mm-hmm. I get tripped up. Invented value is the aspirational value of that thing. Now, in a bottle of root beer, that's that's may not be worthy of conversation. So let's look at another example. I, I'm thinking about like a university expansion, right? Let's say we we're on a our university campus. We want to build a new dorm. The explicit value of that dorm is like the cost of construction and materials and staff and maintenance and and financial chargebacks and all sorts of things. Increased beds to house more students. This this is all the value that it brings to the to the institution. And then there's the implicit value. Uh, it makes the campus more beautiful it improves recruiting potential it improves satisfaction in residents life right there are the things that we can't necessarily touch but it's how we feel about a thing and then uh and and beyond that you know i'm i'm not sure if there's an invented value in that discussion but we we know what the explicit and implicit value is 
So now let's look at my hammer example. So the explicit mm. value of a hammer in this ADHD context, this is where I get tripped up, so stay with me. The explicit value of the hammer might be 45 bucks, right? Let's say I'm buying a really nice hammer, and the function of the hammer, right? It hammers and removes nails from wood, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's the explicit value. The implicit value, it, it moves toward completing a robust tool collection for me, right? It makes me more useful in my capabilities as a handyman. Mm, right? Yes. <laughs> but then we have this invented value. I'm walking through Home Depot, and I see a hammer, and I think to myself, huh, I've always wanted to be a handyman in spite of having no natural talent or training as a handyman whatsoever. I have watched shows about handyman and I think that if I had this hammer, I could be a handyman. Therefore, this must be of high value to me. I'm going to buy it. Mm -hmm. That is my invented value trap. I fall into this trap a lot. I have an example. You do? Oh, I totally want yes. to hear it. What is your example? I'm going through the home store and I'm going through the organizing products section. Yes, you do. And I see all of these bins and these hangers and special organizing tools that are going to get me organized. They even say on the, the label, it says, you know, get organized or this is going to organize your closet. <laughs> I got right? that's a so now, siren call for you. Yeah, oh, yeah. So now, yeah. So I'm really believing that this organizing bin is going to solve all of my problems. And so I buy it. Yeah. Because if it says get organized on the bin, then clearly you are not get organized, organized now. Right? Well, yeah, and this bin's going to get me that exactly. way. Exactly. This bin's going to answer the question. And so that is that is what I that's the, exactly the context I struggle with this in. You know, this that invented value, it's a trap, right? I fall into it around not just stuff that I I buy, right? Stuff right. I acquire, but in training and education, you know what? I always wanted to be smarter. I think I'll start paying for a lynda.com subscription. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to get fit. I think I'll join a gym and pay two and a half years up front, right? Uh, gosh, I, I think I've, I've always wanted to do this or that in my office. I need, you know, $2,000 in gear or, my goodness, uh, subscriptions to, like, entertainment services. Yeah, I've always wanted to watch that show, but it's only on HBO. I better start a monthly subscription for that. And before you know it, I am, I'm, you know, uh, paying through the nose monthly, and I've never really put any thought to those kinds of things. Exactly. And I just want to hit on something that, that you uh, kind of alluded to was not only just the, the products that you're buying, but the emotional aspect of what we're talking about too. If I just found the right guy or the right woman, I yeah. would be happy. Right. If I just made more money, I would be happy. Um, if I had a bigger house, I would be happy. If I had this, I would have that. Right, right. And so there's a lot of that going on too, I think, that people fight with internally. Well, and this is my question for you from the ADHD context. My hypothesis is, my theory, is that the reason I struggle so much with it is because I get distracted from the process of thinking through data when I become, you know, when the question is answered internally through emotion, right? I move on so quickly to the yeah. process of being satisfied enough by invented value that I've, I've moved on. I've satisfied my, my need for inquiry because it feels so good. I got the dopamine push, and now I don't even stop to think about the implicit or explicit value reality 
of this new thing. It's just, hey, I've just pushed a button and satisfied a need, and now I can move on to this lollipop that's sitting on my desk. Oh, I think you're absolutely right, because you want that instant gratification, and that's that's definitely part of ADHD. It's one of the reasons why rewards often don't work if the reward is not instant. And so um, you'll hear, we've talked about this before, that if you're trying to do a task that you've been avoiding, instead of, of going about it in the way that, okay, if I do this task, I get this reward, you actually want to try to do the reward as you're doing the task or make sure it's something that you're getting pretty quickly because that is what is driving mm-hmm. your brain. I mean, you want that. You want that instant gratification. Well, so it, yeah, you're yeah. right. I, and that's that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what I was thinking. That's what I was hoping you were going to say. I was yeah. crossing my fingers because that's certainly what I experience, right? I mean, it's that uh-huh. that's certainly what I do when I go through life. And so I'm trying to think of of the the stages of sort of awareness of becoming, you know, woke to this tragedy of the invented value trap. And it, my my thought is this: at least for me, if this helps somebody else, please uh, try it. First, I have to figure out how it manifests, right? I have to understand it better before I can change it, and that requires mindfulness. It requires mm-hmm. me going around and looking at my house and looking at my office and looking at my email for, uh, you know, subscription services and and assessing them at a level that is very difficult to do with uh, ADHD. Right? It's a challenge to stop and and think for any period of time about something that's hard to look at, but it's really important. And so, you know, in that interest, I, I, you know, in the spirit of sort of digital, which this episode really isn't, I did a quick spreadsheet and I went through all of my email subscriptions for the last month of all the receipts for subscription services that I have for me and my family. Um, and I, I put them in a spreadsheet and that took all of about four hours actually, because I went into, <laughs> I went into like hyper-focused mode and I didn't come up I was going to say, wow, yeah, four no, hours, that's yeah, a long time. No, I, and I didn't eat and that's okay. Um, but, but I needed to know the (laughs) answer to this. Right. And I just figured it out. And you know what I came up to like annualized, I've got subscriptions. I've got over the course of a year, I've got $500 in storage services for me and my family, like backup, iCloud, Dropbox, those kinds of services. I've got over $500 in software subscriptions, like Microsoft subscription, Office subscription, you know, Adobe text expander, right? Those things. Uh, I've got over $1,000 annually in entertainment subscriptions. That's like Netflix and Hulu and Showtime, right? Those things that just kind of get bundled. And and like looking at that, that's over the course of a year, it's over $2,000 in subscription services. And I guarantee you, I have not given it $2,000 worth of thought. Like that's a down yeah, payment that's on a, a good car. Point. Right, like, I, right. And I need a car. So, uh, so this audit ended up being really important in spite of the fact that I lost five years of, or five or four hours of my life in the process of doing it. And so, um, you know, the, the effort here now that it's documented is to do step two, which is the declutter, right. And, and is to figure out like to go back and retroactively put the thought into these things, right. Do Mm -hmm. I really need all of these services? And if I really do, can I justify them financially? Am I, do I have, you know, am I actually paying for them, you know, with intention? Do I use them? at the level of what I'm paying for. Um, do I need the hammer because I've used it maybe that one time to remove that one nail from that one board? 
would it be better and you know served in the hands of somebody else that I can pass it on and get it out of my house? Uh, realizing that when I have to do a project around the house, I usually hire help to help me get mm-hmm. through it in the mm-hmm. first place. Right? Is to go through that declutter process. And finally, you know, once you're sort of aware of and gone through the decluttering, then I I, I just have to plug the waiting period. You know, uh, and and that is is to to try to stop acting on emotion. And I my experience is that becomes easier. Once you have done the audit and the decluttering, because you're aware of the pain that it has caused, but still enormously challenging uh, to stay present in that process when the bin is screaming, get organized as you're walking through the store, right? You know what? You know the word that 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 uh, caught my attention? What? Is when you said intention. Yeah. Attention, intention. All of those tensions. It, it like rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's really important. I mean, I think because you're saying I have to put thought into this. I need to be more aware of it and I need to really understand what my intention is. And so I think, you know, just to add to what you've already said is that to keep remembering what is your intention, you know, when you are thinking that you're that you need something or you want something or something's going to make something better, you know, really sit and, and think about that. What's your intention here? Right, right, right. What is those? What are those values? And and yeah. I think that's the lesson is it it you don't have to be like I found myself being hard on myself, right? I I was I was really judging. Really? I, yeah, I was thinking, God, I You were judging? I am ridiculous. Look at how stupid <gasps> I am. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I, it was so that's, easy to do. Yeah, be, because you lose no. sight of it. Like I I say that's over $2,000 a year and I am shocked and awed and oh my gosh, sir, I am a How gentleman. did I do that? Yeah, how did yeah. I do that? But then you look at the monthly expense, right? It's about 170 bucks a month, which is, you know, about an, a normal cable bill. It's not it doesn't feel like that right. much money. I don't have cable. We don't pay for cable TV. This is kind of that replacement, our, our entertainment expense and uh, services. I run a business out of my house. Like it's important for me to have some of these services. But and and so I'm I'm able to go back and really think about it. And I did find three or four of these things that I just don't use. I don't live up mm-hmm. to and I can cancel them and feel good about it. It doesn't matter when you put the intention to it. If you're trying to correct this course, it matters mm-hmm. that you do. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. that's really the message. And, I, you know, I did go through and, and I, I thought of just two other uh, elements as we wrap up here. First is just to put a budget to, to things like this. Right. If it's more than a certain price point, impose a save rule. Like if it's more than fifteen dollars then you're walking through the store, then maybe you don't get to buy it. You have to wait monthly. If it's a subscription service, maybe you force yourself to save a certain period of payments like a year or six months. And, and you don't get to start that subscription until you have those payments saved up. And if you still want it after you have those payments saved up, then yeah, go ahead and, and get it. If you find you still need it, that might be a, a trigger rule that'll allow you to, to kind of do that. And the other is, of course, when we a perennial favorite around these parts, the accountability partner, you know, find mm-hmm. someone you can talk to through a purchase with a spouse, a partner, a friend, make the case for why you need it and why you need it now and see if you can get them to agree. And if they're on your side, maybe that is your benchmark for uh, being able to go and, and, and buy this thing and add it to your life. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and impose the, uh, the ban on the invented value syndrome, IVS. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And you know where my takeaway is on Please. this is that I know that I get really wrapped up into my own business. Like I'll see something 
and it's a program or online course or something that costs money and, and I, you know, I'm going to listen to what you just said here. I'm going to actually think about, you know, what are, what is the value here? Does it make sense? Talk to somebody about it and walk through these steps before making that decision. Yeah, I think that's good. And I, you know, I, I feel like it's a, it's a good thing to keep in front of my mind too. And, and so, um, you know, thanks to the minimalists for starting me on this path. Sure. Appreciate that inspiration. And uh, it's a, they have a a good show. Uh, So if you've got a long commute, check them out. Mm-hmm. But not after, or, not until after I, you review us. Well, and what was funny is when I was listening to him last weekend, I was uh, going through paper piles. There you go. So it was perfect because they were talking about decluttering yeah. and and you know this minimalist lifestyle. As I'm, you know, getting rid of paper. So there you go. yeah, it's always fun to listen to when you're organizing. Always fun. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody. But we are too. Yeah, we are too. <laughs> we are too. <laughs> We're great inspirations with that. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show, for your time, and most importantly, for your attention. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.